Hey, it's Luke at HIP, and if you've been listening to the Grow Ortho podcast maybe for weeks, months, or in some cases years, you know that we typically interview an industry expert, whether it be someone working in the office or a consultant uh, or just a strategic partner for orthodontist. Well, we're going to change things up just a bit, and this year we've actually released four books. And so we're gonna release every audiobook, basically a chapter for each episode. Listen, enjoy, and let us know what you find valuable and implement and what works well in your office. Thanks so much for supporting HIP, and we hope you enjoy all these episodes on the Practice Growth Series. Chapter two, a team that believes in teamwork. In a thriving orthodontic practice, every team member knows their role. How well they collaborate with the rest of your team impacts the performance of every position in your practice. For this book, we are simply focusing on the front desk and scheduling coordinator roles because of their critical importance to marketing and capitalizing on the generated leads. Most importantly, your bottom line is where you'll see the teamwork making the dream work. A culture that encourages asking questions and emphasizes coaching and mentoring will foster the growth and development you want. What does a team player look like? When my team at HIP and I start working with a new practice, we always like to establish this one rule. No onboard terrorists. I know this sounds a bit harsh, but I'm sure you've experienced how badly a person with a negative attitude can damage the morale and productivity of a whole team. Do you have someone who has toxic qualities? Maybe they're selfish, gossip or backstab others, or have a huge ego. That's an onboard terrorist, and we want to neutralize them quickly. It's far too costly to keep them. Instead, we like to hire people who have the qualities of a team player. Over the years, Julie has watched her team evolve into true team players. Someone who is a team player will actively work towards a solution. So even if it's not the solution they necessarily want, if it is what's best for the practice, they will work towards that together with the team. They're willing to take criticism and sacrifice their own comforts in the workplace just to have unity and work together like a well-oiled machine. My team has gotten a lot better at that. I feel like they all have strong team player attributes. In addition to this, there is also a need for team members to communicate effectively, manage conflicts, and lead collectively. Let's dig deeper into why these attributes make successful team players. Effective Communication Effective communication is essential to getting a new patient scheduled, whether in person or via phone, email, or text message. Your front desk and scheduling team must communicate well to do their jobs successfully and maintain a supportive environment. According to Julie, communication is one of the hardest things to master, but it's essential to work actively to improve it. It will make everyone's lives easier if we just learn to communicate better. You have to be super thorough in this job, and you have to express whatever you do effectively to the rest of your team. If you're working with a lead and need support from another team member, you have to relay the information to them as best you can so they have the whole story. They need to know as much as you know. If my scheduling coordinator needs to transfer a call to me, I want to know who, what, where, when, why, and how before they do so to help the patient. Teamwork is meeting each other in the middle, but allowing others to step in when support is needed. Communication helps make that process a lot more seamless. Conflict Management 
Adversity is almost guaranteed in any workplace, since we will not always see eye to eye with the people we work with daily. In group dynamics, it can be easy to get swept into drama and become involved in the conflicts of others. Addressing the matters directly and professionally will help avoid going up the conflict escalator. Your team members should work towards de-escalating conflict, which can occur when each member actively listens to concerns, tries to understand perspectives, and works to uncover the root of the issues at play, which goes back to the need for effective communication. On conflict, Julie shares, We really don't have many conflicts in our office because everyone has an amazing working relationship, and they have great personalities. But when things get hectic and the phone lines are ringing and it gets hard to manage, sometimes it's easy to get irritated or annoyed with each other. It's just human nature. I make sure everyone has a role to play throughout the day so no one is confused about what they're doing. When everyone has a specialized role, we can control the hectic times better, and everyone can breathe a little easier. It goes back to communicating those roles effectively to avoid misunderstandings. Misunderstandings usually lead to conflict, so we want to avoid that. Collective Leadership While there is usually one person in charge to manage and oversee the roles and responsibilities of team members, all team members need to approach the group dynamic with a collective leadership attitude. Doing so can generate higher quality engagement and investment within the team and let everyone take on a leadership role, regardless of their position. When you have team members who are using these skills effectively and consistently, they will strengthen the team dynamic and the overall success of your practice. Julie encourages everyone to lead. I'm an office manager and trainer, but I spend a lot of the day supporting the front desk. I delegate the roles and tasks to the team and expect them to be on top of each of their duties since I want them to feel confident. This is especially important when a new hire needs to shadow experienced team members. That ability to own your role and teach it to others is so important because it shows they are confident to lead by example. Collaboration in the Workplace Improving collaboration in your practice is not a daunting task. You really just need to encourage it to happen. Your employees may not even be aware that they can collaborate, so it is critical to let them know that helping each other is encouraged. Your practice will reach its goals and targets faster. Overall morale in the workplace will improve, and the quality of work they produce will go up. Creating a positive and supportive environment is essential for teamwork to flourish. Team members should feel like they are in a safe and welcoming environment. They should feel comfortable sharing their ideas, be encouraged to offer solutions to day-to-day -day problems and tasks, and receive praise for their contributions. Things are happening at the front desk of a busy practice at lightning speed. Patients are coming and going, and the phone is usually ringing off the hook. Let's think about this scenario. Jan and Lori are both scheduling coordinators at Smith Orthodontics. They are both following up with the leads that came in a few days prior. Jan calls one of the leads, Bill, and he answers quite annoyed. I just received a call from you guys five minutes ago and I told you I can't talk right now. I'm in a meeting. I will call you when I'm free. And hangs up abruptly. Okay, Bill's not having the best day, but he didn't have to be so rude. Why wasn't Jan aware that Lori had already called him? Good communication avoids these kinds of situations. With a proper system for follow-up and communication, Jan and Lori can avoid uncomfortable situations and wow Bill with a few love touches. This takes organization, notes on where the lead is in the pipeline, and communication. While I always encourage scheduling coordinators to follow a lead through to scheduling their exam, 
There are times when Jan and Lori will need to interact with each other's leads. If they can find out when the lead was last contacted and what was said, Jan can step in for Lori when Bill calls back and say something like, Bill, we've been expecting your call. Lori told me you were in an important meeting. I hope it all went well. Let's see when we can get you in this week. Bill is now amazed that Lori took the time to tell Jan about him and that she cares enough to acknowledge how busy he is. Using a customer relationship management, CRM, system is the best way to stay on top of leads. Otherwise, the leads can be tracked on paper or in a spreadsheet. However, these methods are not nearly as efficient. Our CRM software, Practice Beacon, which you will learn more about in Chapter 8, is designed specifically for orthodontic practices. It's simple to use and can help them do that quite effectively. Whatever method they use, communication is critical for successful collaboration between scheduling coordinators. Set your team up for success. When everyone has a defined role and is well-trained in their skills, teams work better together. In many practices I visit, we see a front desk person who is the scheduling coordinator, the greeter, the treatment coordinator, and the list goes on. Sometimes when this person gets too busy, another front desk person is hired to help them. But now they have to train the new person on top of the job they have to do. I have never seen this work out well. For this reason, we often insist that practices hire people to fill specific roles before we even start working with them. In Chapter 10, you will see the organizational charts from the different busy and successful practices we support. Setting a practice up with roles other than the front desk and scheduling coordinator is the subject of Book 3 of the Orthodontic Practice Growth Series. In most practices, the front desk performs the roles of answering the phones, greeting and scheduling patients, and coordinating the flow of the office. Chapter 9 discusses the advanced strategy of separating the role of interacting with leads for the first time from greeting them when they make their first visit to the office. This is a level of organization found in the busiest practices that we work with. Regardless of the strategy used in your practice, a clear definition of each team member's role is critical to a successful team. Coaching and Mentoring the most successful practices that I have come across have a culture where coaching and mentoring are encouraged between team members. The front desk and scheduling coordinator roles have a steep learning curve that requires guidance from the rest of the team. In many practices, we often find one superstar among a group of mediocre players. In the best practices, these superstars are recognized and encouraged to coach and mentor the rest of their team, giving them a hand up and elevating the whole team. It is always such a pleasure to train with teams that embrace coaching and mentoring because there is a willingness to observe oneself grow. When this is a part of the culture, giving and receiving feedback is a practiced skill, and people learn how to take it as a learning opportunity rather than a criticism of their shortcomings. Teams like this look forward to practicing new scripts and procedures by role-playing and helping each other become proficient in the interactions before they go live with patients. You can find tips on role-playing scripts in Chapter 5. To effectively coach your front desk team members, you must first set clear goals so they know what is expected of them and how they can accomplish the goals. If these goals are not being met, you must frame your feedback positively and respectfully. I like the strategy for giving feedback that I learned from reading The One Minute Manager by Ken Blanchard and Spencer Johnson. It was first published in 1982, but the principles still have traction today. They have since published 17 books related to this topic. The strategy goes like this. 1. Set three goals for each employee, 
which you can review in one minute or less. Two, use a one-minute praise to give your employees positive feedback. Three, use a one-minute reprimand to express your dissatisfaction. Julie from Sunrise uses this strategy often without even knowing it. One effective strategy is to lead with a compliment and provide feedback for improvement. So if I'm listening to one of my new trainees' calls and I hear them speaking with a patient and they don't have that bubbly tone I'm looking for, I'll pull them aside afterward to coach them. I'll first give a compliment like, I like how informative you were when you explained that to the patient. Then I'll follow up with something I'd like them to improve by saying, next time, try using a friendlier tone as it will help the patient feel more comfortable. I'll pay attention to that again when I hear them on the next phone call to make sure they are implementing my feedback. The next component of the front desk of your dreams is like the systems check you need to make sure your team is firing on all cylinders and ready for flight. Attitude is everything, so you need a team that exudes positivity. Once we have a team that believes in teamwork, we're just about ready to add the rocket fuel and take off.